Welcome to season eight of Retrain Your Brain. And this season is going to be all about thriving. I'm going to be digging into my positive psychology toolkit and giving you the exercises to move from I'm fine to I'm flourishing. Today's episode is all about managing your expectations in order to build healthier relationships. And no, this is not a I must lower my standards type of episode. It is simply a way of remembering that we are not responsible for the actions of other adults, but we do have power in the way we choose to respond. In Psychologies Today, Sinnott said, expectations are premeditated resentments, and I love that phrase. And indeed, there is often a negativity attached to expectations because the option of failure, i.e. not meeting the expectation, is always there in the mix. But there are many positives of having expectations, and I do want to address those first. Let's look at why expectations can be great. Well, they open the door to opportunity. If someone thinks you might be capable of something and then they offer you the opportunity, you have that chance to rise to and often exceed their expectation. This can open so many new doors for you. Expectations also give you options. For example, parents who love music may have loads of instruments lying around the house. And as a child, you might just pick them up and in doing so, discover a new talent or a gift. And three, expectations can also be a demonstration of support and belief in you. When those around us have high expectations of us, this is a wonderful show of trust that we will come through with whatever we've set out to do. It's like sponsoring someone to run a marathon by completion rather than mile by mile. And research has shown in the self-fulfilling prophecy that we do often behave in the ways that are expected of us. But yes, there are many negatives of expectations. If expectations are low, we might not bother to try. So in this case, even if others don't expect much of you, Treat that as a breath of relief because you are the main person that you're doing anything for. And if you believe in your ability, even if others don't, actually, it's much easier for you because no one is expecting anything of you. Therefore, whatever you do is going to be great. But I'd also suggest that perhaps you seek an environment where people are your cheerleaders because that can push you to newer heights. Another negative is that expectations can sometimes add a lot of pressure. And this can be especially difficult for young people who, for example, know their parents have sacrificed a lot to ensure they've had a good start in life. And before you say, never put pressure on your children like that, I would humbly suggest there is a fine line between teaching children the value of hard work and sacrifice and actually just hiding what you've been through from your children, because that can sometimes create a feeling of entitlement. And that is an expectation you do not want to be creating. Another problem with expectations is that it can feel horribly painful if we think we fail to live up to them. And it's worse if we're constantly reminded of it, as that can really eat away at our self-worth. As children, we recognise that pleasing others can bring rewards and disappointing others can bring a lot of punishment or ridicule or perhaps worse, not even being acknowledged for trying. So we do have a tendency to try 
and live up to what is expected of us. And remember, if you don't, you need to look at perhaps what you did manage to achieve rather than beating yourself up over the outcome. Another negative with expectations is that if there are many within a society or culture, this can actually prevent us from reaching out when we need help. For example, in cultures which believe that mental illness symptoms are spiritual or those which ascribe them to personal weakness or are led to believe that they are shameful, it can become very difficult to ask for medical help when you need it. However, happily, I do note that times are changing. And whilst they may have taken longer to make those changes in the past, I actually think that acceptance is something which is growing very rapidly at the moment. So even now, even if your community or culture maybe does not see mental ill health as something which is medical or treatable, perhaps there is a community leader that you trust, that you could reach out to, and who perhaps has a slightly different approach, a slightly more aware approach. Alternatively, seek help online, making sure it's a regulated or recognised site. And that is a great option if you feel you have nowhere else to turn. But I do appreciate you are in a very difficult position and you do often have to consider the context in which you're taking action. And another negative is, of course, we feel terribly let down when others fail to reach our expectations. And this can damage relationships. It is disappointing when something doesn't work out. But one thing we do need to ask ourselves is, did I make my expectations clear? For example, if I were to say, please buy me a cake, it's likely that if I was lucky enough and you did it, that I would receive a number of different cakes because I didn't specify which one I wanted. I do love cakes, by the way, and actually I don't mind which one you get me if you get me one. But if we simply expect things without making what we expect clear, even if we think it's so obvious, we might actually be setting others up to fail. So how can we manage our expectations, first of all, of ourself? Three tips here. Number one, aim for excellence rather than perfection. Of course, we can always learn and improve, but we do need to remember that perfection is subjective. And even if we manage to reach it for ourselves, we will not meet others' expectation of perfection because of said subjectivity. What's more, in procrastinating over it or perhaps bugging people for extra support or in our need for our appreciation and being appreciated afterwards, we might even annoy other people. What is better is to aim for excellence. And this looks not only at the product, but at the whole experience. Number two, ask yourself, are those expectations still relevant today? Many of you may have heard the parable of the baby elephant. And this was a baby elephant who was put in chains so he wouldn't run away. When he was little, he tried to break those chains and he couldn't, so he stopped trying. But as he grew, it became clear to anyone looking that he could easily break those chains but he didn't try because his personal expectation was that he wasn't going to be able to do it. And this is how something called social heredity, whether it's things people have said or rules and restrictions that once bound us can affect us. So take a moment to ask yourself, are those limitations that I believe I've got in my head still relevant in the context that I'm in today? And is it really that I'm being held back or actually, am I just afraid to let go?
Number three, be clear on your own boundaries or limitations so that you do not overpromise and underdeliver. It's really easy to promise something when we're in a good mood. So be conscious of what you can realistically do. It is much better to say no at a time when others can find an alternative rather than agree just because you're feeling happy and then let other people down at the last minute. What about managing expectations of others? Well, number one, make your expectations clear and follow through on any consequences stated. I'm one of those people who, if you say to me, I'm fine, I won't ask you any further because I respect what you've just said. If you actually wanted to talk, then I personally would expect you to be clear. There is no point, therefore, being upset that I failed to meet your expectations of asking you more and more if you were not clear on what they were in the first place. Communicate with loved ones. Communicate with people you respect. Number two, separate yourself from the outcome. Mistakes happen, but learning is optional. And that is a phrase I love. And sometimes, even with all the preparation in the world, things can still go wrong. So, on reflection, focus on the process. And if it's sound, then it is okay to put that outcome down to bad luck. Number three, negotiate ways of a better outcome next time. If, on the other hand, there are things that you and the other person could have done to effect a better outcome, discuss this and agree it for next time if there is to be a next time. In negotiating, be open to ideas as others may have had insights you may not realise, but also maintain an outline of what you would like to achieve. This is not a case of compromising your values, but if you do want there to be a next time, you do need to work with those involved in order to achieve the most effective outcome in making sure the next time happens. Finally, when delegating something, make sure you do so to someone who has the skill, the will and fits the bill. Don't just bring people in because they're friends or because you feel sorry for them. If a task needs to be done, focus on what the ideal outcome of that task is to be and invite people who have the ability as well as the tools that are needed. The motivation and where relevant would either enjoy the opportunity or fit in with what's being asked. And by fitting in, I mean not only fit in with what's going on, but with the people involved. And if you do not have that someone that will work, keep looking. Hamlet said, there is nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so. He may as well have been talking about expectations and how we manage them. And that's all we have time for. But for more positive psychology exercises, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang Tools to Drive. Visit my website, www.draudreyt.com, where you can also purchase copies of my books. Or alternatively, join me on NLive Radio, Tuesdays, 9pm, in the Wellbeing Lounge.